Welcome to the Think Wealthy Podcast. I'm your host, David Prail. The Think Wealthy Podcast is sponsored by YDLP Investments, the home of the $10,000 commercial real estate investment. Hello, and welcome back to the Think Wealthy Podcast. I'm your host, David Prail, and today we're going to be talking about preferred equity. So what is preferred equity? Is it really preferred? Should you prefer it? Should you want it to be in your deal? Well, what is it? So sometimes what they have on a capital stack is the equity side or the cash side, so to speak, is broken into different pieces and priorities. And there's a position that's called preferred equity that acts more like debt, um, but it does act like equity in that there can be some upside. The preferred equity investors are higher on the stack, meaning in terms of priority, they're, they're lower in priority than the debt investors but they are ahead of the common equity holders. Those would be the actual owners of the building. They, they're exposed to more risks than other debtors, but they do stand to benefit somewhat from the upside in the property. Uh, this was actually created to avoid certain banking regulations that were put in place um, after, after some of the crashes, and, and is what it is. It's out there. People use it. Uh, I recently was looking at a deal where there is potentially going to be a preferred equity piece in the deal to uh, to juice the returns. So, what is preferred equity? How does that? What does it look like? So again, let's let's take a simple case here where a person is buying a property for one million dollars, and, and the bank is willing to lend sixty percent of that. So that means there'll be a, a senior debt position, a senior loan of six hundred thousand dollars, and the operator decides he doesn't want to put up $400,000 because that's not a great piece of leverage there. The, the returns will be hurt by that. So he's going to go out and find someone to take 10% of preferred equity, and then he'll have $300,000 of regular equity. That means that the senior debt holder, the bank, will have first priority. Once the bank is paid back, um, then you have to make sure you pay back your preferred equity holders. And then, you, and then whatever's left over goes to the equity holders. So what does a preferred equity holder stand to make? So typically, preferred equity holders will receive a fixed payout, like a debt holder. They'll get a fixed amount, whatever it is, 5%, 8%, whatever the deal may be. In addition to that, they're owed a certain amount at the exit of the deal but it's capped. They may get 8% cash flow, and then at the exit, they'll get another 5% per year from the upside in the property. So that way you can make money throughout the life of the deal, and you make money at the end as well, but it's capped. And that way, the, the actual equity holders, they, they make all those gains. I've seen some prep equity deals where the equity holders took a larger cut, 10% per year, and they stood to make nothing at the end. It was just qualified as preferred equity when it functioned 100% like debt. The advantage for investors is if you want a higher probability of achieving some sort of baseline return, 
preferred equity is a good way to do that. Preferred equity holders get paid out before distributions are made to regular common equity holders. In that deal I just mentioned with a 10% payout to the preferred equity holders throughout the life of the deal, the actual equity holders, the common equity holders, the more traditional investors, they had a much lower cash flow throughout the life of the deal, somewhere between 3 and 5%. But the, the flip side of that was is the potential profit at the end was much, much higher. So that's what you need to know about preferred equity. But what do you need to know if you're investing in a deal behind preferred equity? So here there are a couple of, of caveats that you need to be aware of. The first one is, is that there's two kinds of preferred equity. There's one type of preferred equity called soft pref, which means that you owe them the money, but if you can't make the payments, it just accrues. You know, you can't really do this with a bank. If you borrow money from a bank, you have to have special conditions with them or negotiate with them, uh, if you even can, to, to do this. You know, normally, you miss three payments, the bank will foreclose on you. But with soft pref, you owe them the money, but if you miss the payments, so you don't lose the property, you just hold it till the end and you pay them out at the end or whenever the money comes in. But there is a type of preferred equity that functions more like a bank loan, like debt. It's typically called hard, pre hard pref or hard preferred. In this case, you've missed payments. The preferred equity holders can claim ownership of the entire deal. So that's a situation you really want to avoid, especially if your, your debt position goes beyond the traditional 70 or 75%. Personally, I would be very open to doing a pref equity deal or investing behind, I should say, pref equity, assuming the pref equity is soft. So I understand that I may not make as much money throughout the life. I understand that there's a little bit of risk involved, but the additional equity doesn't function as a, a risk that I could lose the property. But hard pref does that. One last risk of investing alongside preferred equity that's worth mentioning is that they may demand other benefits. Keep in mind that preferred equity investors are usually somewhat sophisticated, sometimes very sophisticated. Sometimes they'll demand rights to determine when the exit will be. Sometimes they'll demand 100% of the, the depreciation. And, that will, and you as the common equity holder may not get any depreciation on a deal, which could be significant. I've seen deals where the depreciation, especially in today's environment, that's going to be phased out over the next few years, but we have deals where we've got 93% of the invested funds we got it back as a, as a loss in the first year. So a person invested $100,000. Actually, it was a few weeks later. We closed that deal in December. A, f a few months later, we got our K-1s. They got a $93,000 tax write-off. Um, private equity holders can claim that for themselves if they want to. So whenever you're investing in a deal and there'll be a private equity position, make sure to fully understand those terms and review the contract. It could save you your depreciation. It could literally save you your entire principal. All right, thanks for joining. I'll catch you in the next one. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you learned something of value. If you've gained from this podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave a five-star review. If you feel that I haven't earned that five-star review, please reach out and let me know how we can earn your recommendation. Until next time, I'm David Prell, and thank you again for joining me today on the Think Wealthy Podcast, sponsored by YDLP Investments.